0: Before today's episode kicks off, we wanted to announce...
1: The Hot Young Book Club!
0: Woot! We are always wanting to learn and grow, so we are going to launch some bonus episodes as we discuss our first book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks.
1: And since we're busy too, we are gonna be breaking it down into bite-sized chunks to read and discuss.
0: And we would love it, love it, love it, if you all would join us.
1: Our first meeting will be August 7th, and we will link the book in the show notes.
0: Can't wait to have you guys with us. On today's episode, we're welcoming Cachet Jackson Henderson, who you may recognize from her lifestyle blog, The Cachet Life. Cachet's
1: broad background in marketing and advertising have helped her sustain a successful business in content creation and business coaching.
0: She talks about discovering your own secret sauce and how to use it to sell your services.
1: Cachet offers her advice for finding your target audience and shares her experiences working with brands and partners.
0: You'll love her tips for how to get noticed online. Let's go!
1: Hi, I'm Rebecca of Studio Plum.
0: And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers.
1: Turned internet friends.
0: Turned real life friends.
1: Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast.
0: We're not that hot.
1: Or that young.
0: Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses.
2: Welcome Welcome to to the the club.
0: club. Hi, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? It's another week. It's just cranking along. I am, I am the creator of time.
1: We have all the time in the world and we, yeah, time is not a problem.
0: We are the masters of our own time. For those of you who don't have any (laughs) idea what we're talking about, this is from the book, the book club, Um, becoming the creators of our time and not having to stress about time anymore.
1: Yes, we're on our time diet, which has been very eye-opening. Just spoiler spoiler alert for the next episode.
0: We're not complaining about time anymore.
1: No, and in celebration of time, this is our 20th episode. What?
0: What? (laughs) I mean, when we started this, I was confident we would, I mean, to me, I was like, oh, well, this is just like, we're going to go. I never thought like. Ah, uh, we'll never get that far. I was like, Well, yeah, well, there's gonna be a bunch of these, but actually hitting the milestone it it hits different,
1: yeah, which like it means it's like a good salt, yeah, this again, I think we've said this before, but this podcast is like our quarantine baby, so <laughs> as old as the podcast is is how long we've been in quarantine, basically,
0: yeah, ooh. That's a good marker of time. It is. It is, (laughs) unfortunately. Definitely. But there's, I I just recently bought some other, um, a piece of microphone equipment and I was talking with an audio specialist to make sure it was going to do what I wanted to do. And he was like, what are you doing for this? And I was like, oh, well, I, I have a podcast. And he's like, but wait, you're a designer? I'm like, yeah, I'm a designer. And he's like, what's the podcast about? And then we started talking about it. He was asking questions and he's like, oh, I know a bunch of, you know, other like service based creatives and graphic designers and other people. He's like, I'm going to share this with them because he goes, a lot of it would be applicable. And we were talking about the ideas and he was like, I'm shocked you guys started this like in April and have already created so much content. It's like a lot of people start podcasting and they just give up when they don't like hit a bunch of followers or a bunch of listeners or subscribers right away. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it made me happy that we're committed to this quarantine baby.
1: Totally. Can't I think send it, it helps. It back. <laughs> no, send this baby back.
0: Um, and I'm happy to have everyone who's listening cause we're not doing, I mean, we're, we're hoping that this isn't just going out into like dead air and no one's gaining anything from it. And we've had some great responses from those of you who are listening. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us to know that. We're helping you, and that you're gaining things from it. Um, and we love hearing your thoughts and feedback in Instagram DMs or emails. It Feel free
1: to tell us more frequently, but yes, we do hear. <laughs> <laughs> we do hear from folks, and yeah, no, it definitely helps to know that it's hitting people and something they need to hear.
0: Yeah. And I like hearing everyone's like questions and it gives us ideas for future episodes and things we can talk about. And also hearing like the struggles of other business owners, I think helps keep us grounded in what's, what's happening and it's easy to get isolated and forget what's happening to other people who run a similar business. So I kind of have appreciated being like humbled around it sure and we're also all in
1: different stages of our journeys but also we have different needs for our journey like our journeys are just different journeys so like everyone's backpack has different things in it right like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in hunger games like you don't just you got to like get the tools that you need first. You got to
0: be from a good district with good sponsors first. If you want to be getting the good stuff, like. Yeah, food. but
1: you can like go forage <laughs> for food, but you'd need the. <laughs> you got to get those knives first, right? Okay, like, that's, so like, the running first a tool.
0: business is like being <laughs> like on Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. And sometimes it does feel that way. Um, Without
1: all the murder. <laughs> yeah. 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 Without all the ch- children dying. Yeah.
0: Got it. um I'm and and on that note then yes we're very excited our 20th episode thank you all for being with us um we're stoked for the guests that we have to share with you today but you know that we cannot go into that without first sharing with you our fizzle and sizzle of the week fizzle and sizzle (laughs) I feel That's like... That's our new theme song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just coined it. Yeah. I Yeah, I feel like I have a lot to say this week, but I'll narrow it down.
0: Okay. Do you want to kick it off or do you want me to kick it off?
1: Um. I can kick it off.
0: Okay. So What you, you got?
1: I feel like everything was kind of like half fizzle. Like everything was two sides of a coin this week, like every Ooh. incident, but
0: every rose is, has its thorn yeah every, every rose cowboy has its sad sad song or yeah. whatever it is yeah <laughs> um, come on bill oh, and ted oh
1: brett michaels um
0: <laughs> see so, you went there but i went to bill and ted's what's that? where then they're in bill and ted's excellent adventure yeah? and they go like what's the meaning of life and then they're like every row it's keanu is doing this oh, he's every waxing poetic. and every cowboy has a sad sad song and it, he's like and then they're like whoa <laughs> dude and they think it's like all the angels and you know other celestial beings are like whoa but really they yeah, time he-
1: traveled is that what it was i can't i, I yeah, f- yeah. feel like the last time i saw that movie was in the theaters which hashtag Ooh.
0: old <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag hot and
1: young <laughs> we'll go right into my fizzle <laughs> okay so, okay do it yeah so the irony of the hot young designers club is that I'm not that young but I had my birthday I had a birthday last week which I always want to feel happy about because I know it's um a blessing to be able to have a birthday every year so totes I yeah I have mixed feelings about Birthdays in general feel weird to me like I don't know you're celebrating something you didn't do like you were just
0: born Like you didn't earn anything by being born Yeah I get it I don't know
1: it's dumb I guess but
0: I mean think about it like you know if you were in like the middle ages It'd be a big deal to make it to like 25 seriously so, I like mean, i'd be like
1: the oldest lady in the village if i was 45 <laughs> years old like i'd be like the wise old lady
0: <laughs> with my little tell us what thread. it was like 20 years ago <laughs>
1: so, When Village heads came out in the theaters no that was like 30 years ago <laughs> <laughs> um, so i had a birthday which i'm just like i don't know eh about it was also midweek and um but somebody gave me like a note saying that she's th- feels the same way that I do but she has a daughter the same age and she says she likes to show like celebrating herself as a way to em- you know to emulate to her daughter
2: Okay, which
1: I understand my kid loves birthdays so I also don't want to like diminish her excitement about them yeah, But my physical, I guess, was I just felt terrible all day. Like, I just had the worst headache. Like, I got a migraine. Like, I don't know.
0: You so I don't know it. I,
1: I totally ulped it. Upper limit problem. And...
0: You couldn't let yourself just enjoy a cool birthday. You had to, like, maybe. get sick and, like, sabotage it a little bit. Maybe. Unintentional. Well, maybe mostly subconscious, but.
1: Or yeah, it was like my way of like getting out of over committing to like I had a meeting that I wasn't ready for. And I.
0: You stopped yourself from being able to fully celebrate it by having all this other stuff.
1: Yeah. So I ended up like still taking the time off, but because I felt terrible.
0: So it wasn't it wasn't the best birthday.
1: N- no, it wasn't. Which, but you don't put a
0: lot of pressure on your birthdays anyway. So it's No, like... there's
1: not high expectations. So the fact that it was crappy, like I think was what felt <laughs> bad because it, the bar was already pretty low of what I needed, and then it like was actually worse. <laughs> so I think I'm
0: gonna have to do a birthday supplement to make it a little better.
1: Um all about it. Okay. And What's the other I, side
0: of that coin then? If you said was that was fizzle. like, well, because okay. birthdays
1: are like, yes, like happy to have had a birthday, had fun okay. with my family, Cecily decorated for me, it was really sweet. Yeah. Um,
0: it just I wasn't really, everything.
1: I just felt bad. Yeah, I just felt not good. So I get that. Never good. Um. So my sizzle. I finally was able to have my vintage rug sale yesterday. <laughs> which was Sunday I tried to have this a few weeks ago with my rug vendor that I've met at market and he like has been doing this traveling trunk show with like a literal huge truck full of rugs (laughs) so he came through Sacramento and he was gonna do it we were gonna do it a few weeks ago but the fires were terrible so we postponed
0: that's crazy
1: and yeah and it ended up being like pretty low air quality yesterday as well and it was 111 degrees
0: Oof. so and you're that's the double like, side of the coin like six hours or something or yeah that's a lot
1: it was a lot so it was super fun like i i don't know there's something about like working with like vintage in general but like these rugs like each person that came had this kind of like spot or rug they were looking for. And it was like him and his team digging through, I mean like literal tons of rugs and they yeah. would find it. Like they would unearth like the exact size and kind of like.
0: And the colorways. Colors that they were or energy of, they were looking
1: um. for. Yeah. It was so cool. Like one woman was there with her daughter and they really wanted the specifics runner to fit in their house and they couldn't find it. We couldn't find it. And we were finally just like, well, maybe next time. Like, we don't think it's here. And then yeah. it ended up coming out. Like, it bubbled up out of the pile.
0: It didn't want to be left on that truck anymore. It wanted to go home with somebody.
1: It did. So that was really Your fun. magic so, carpet. I know. And I hope we get to do it again. Um, I could, like, just be there offering design advice. And, and it was really fun to do. So the sizzle was definitely having the sale, and the fizzle was definitely the heat. <sighs> <laughs> but it's okay; it was fun.
0: I'm glad you got to do it because, like, there's not many opportunities right now to be out in public to see like the the community that follows you. Totally, I saw people like, that I
1: haven't seen in like a year. And it's just a really unique thing. Like he doesn't sell. Like he doesn't go to flea markets or he doesn't sell to the public. Like it's not worth his time. He he sells to like really huge companies and brands or stores, in bulk basically. Right. So it was like a really unique opportunity, which I personally love. A unique opportunity. So it was fun to share that.
0: You like the you like the magic like that where it's and I like like, the like insider
1: track. Like he was selling wholesale and it was cool.
0: I mean, it makes sense for him too because he doesn't have to like pay for a space or like he got to just like do it on the fly. He was already coming through anyway, so you yeah. And right now, day. with trade
1: shows being closed, so hopefully we'll get to do it again. But once he gets back into market season, it'll be it'll be different.
0: But that is we'll a see. crazy job. That's a crazy oh job.
1: God. Oh my god! The, seeing these guys like. I mean, they have you you've seen it at market, but like a pile of giant rugs, like four yeah. to five feet tall totally and you just see the set and you're like, oh, what does that one in the middle look like? Uh-huh. And they just one by one, they pull shift him down them all over they really have to wild. be
0: exhausted
1: I felt so bad for them. I had a cooler of like ice water and stuff, but yeah,
0: I mean, hopefully he got some covered they i mean. They didn't have any complaints, it seemed like. Like, they were there for the hustle.
1: No, I mean, they that's what they do. But, yeah, it was...
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure he takes care of him. He's fun,
0: too. Cool. That sounds like how, a good one.
1: How was your week?
0: Uh, It was good. Like, so for a week or so here, we were planning to have an outdoor movie night. And... Um, we have like a, we've been doing this for a while among our friend group. Like a couple of us will use an outdoor projector and like do a backyard movie screening. And we almost always do something around like Halloween or something. And it, it we'll watch like Hocus Pocus or something like The Goonies or we'll do something like that. But we've been desperately wanting to see a few more of our friends, but recognizing that we still need to be distanced and be responsible. And so I don't know what made us plan it, but several weeks ago we put this out there to just a small group of six people that we would watch a movie outside in our backyard and we'd use our projector, which is like a, it's like a, I don't want to say it's like cheap as in bad, but it's a moderately pri- priced $140 outdoor projector. Mm-hmm. So I bought it, we bought it on Amazon. It's, is it perfect? No, like you're not getting a um, THX Dolby surround, you know. You're not
1: gonna watch like it's not an IMAX experience. Yeah, it's
0: not an IMAX experience. But for us, we were we decided we were gonna watch Clueless, which is Hmm. fantastic. For it's kind of light, it's funny, it moves quickly, it's only 90 minutes, which is like the perfect movie runtime, because (laughs) anything more than that is ridiculous. Like if you can find me a movie between 120 and 140 minutes, I'm all in. I will put up with almost any movie, no matter how bad it is, for about that long. Past 140 minutes, all bets are off. I won't do it. So <laughs> <laughs> I just can not I just You're can't one of the people that looks at the attention. page count.
1: You you look at the page count of a book before you commit, don't you?
0: Um, well, Page count, but also you gotta look at the typeface and see like how dense mm. is this. Like so, I mean it's like this is good for us because also we're not like inviting people into our home later. Well, this well, weekend yeah, it was like that. over a hundred degrees, but we still by nighttime by like eight o'clock, it was like ninety something. So it was like when the sun's not out, that doesn't feel terrible to sit out when you're just sitting still in 90 degrees and yeah. having a drink. We had everyone bring their own food or drinks or snacks. We all sat like eight or more feet away from each other and like kind of everyone was coupled up and we spread out and we watched the movie. It was so much fun. I'll link the projector in the show notes. Cause honestly for the price for 140 bucks to be able to do outdoor movies, we're like, we're already trying to plan one with my brother and sister-in-law as the sun starts to set earlier, we'll probably be able to sneak one in with my nephew Mm, and like before he has to go to bed because right now he's like asleep by seven but i'm like i bet we could do it like as the fall gets closer and the sun goes down earlier we could get him to like watch a movie at like our house outside and like be able to do fun stuff like that in the meantime and that was kind of exciting because we haven't had that many people around yeah it looked really cute it was a fun setup the 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 fizzle to that though is, um, you must. Have, thanks for sending them down, but now we are covered in ash and smoke and fire, mm. and the wildfires are going crazy around Greater Los Angeles, and so this morning it was like apocalypse sky where it was all orange and there's ash on absolutely everything, including. All my white outdoor cushions, which is, Mm. that's whatever. Um, And the air quality is really bad. I have my rescue inhaler out just because I don't do really well. So I'm trying to not be out that often or like watering the plants and stuff very long. Like I don't want to be caught in it because I know it'll just agitate things and make it worse. So at least we squeezed in one movie night before that happened.
1: Yeah. Have you? Um, I just side note, I downloaded an app, finally found one called Air Bubbles. Have you heard of it? No, it's a really good air quality app. It's just like super simple, and you can kind of see, like, in our area, it's crazy because, like, where we are is like moderate or yellow, but then you go like 45 minutes up the road and it's in the red zone. So it shows oh. you, like, the little bubbles of
0: like where like it's the worst.
1: Yeah, so if you're thinking about going somewhere right now, you can kind of see what the air quality is like in different places.
0: Oh, interesting. I wonder what the science is behind that. Like how do they know it's worse in those areas? Like Yeah, it's maybe not they have forecasting or something.
1: And it's not a forecast which would be wonderful if that could happen, but I know it's probably not even possible. But
0: but I need stuff. If you're like gonna that be outside,
1: to keep... you can kind of see like, okay, is it really that bad? Or is it just hazy or is that actual smoke? Like...
0: And we are definitely smoking ash. That is like for show. That's terrible. <laughs> so we're making our way through it. We're we're making our way downtown, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um we're trying, but it'll be okay. We'll we'll wait a few more weeks before the next uh outdoor movie because we're not gonna have um we're we're not going to try to do it. I don't want to put anybody at risk.
1: Yeah. And it would be nice if we can have a few more weeks before the next natural disaster.
0: Uh, Well, you know, I don't know. (laughs) That's that's a high expectation for 2020. 2020
1: keeps them coming.
0: (laughs) So I'm, I'm stoked though. There's good stuff to look forward to. There's things on the horizon and I'm, I'm psyched to share our guest today because I know that we often think that oh it we need to be focused on what other designers are doing or what other other like home people are doing but truly what I really love about our guest today is how her experiences really spread into so many parts of what we do as designers from being our own marketing and media people and communications and PR. And I think it's, we can easily get overwhelmed by all of that, but there's some great messages in today's episode.
1: Yeah. She totally knows what she's doing. She totally knows her stuff. She's so fun. Um, and she, she's, she over, overall, she has done a lot of lifestyle work with and dabbled in home. So she totally understands what our needs are in our industry too. So,
0: absolutely.
1: yeah, I guess we should just throw it to our interview.
0: Let's do it.
1: Our guest today is Caché Jackson-Henderson. Caché devised definition with her broad range of experiences and skills as a lifestyle expert, content creator, TV personality, and business coach. In 2015, Caché took her longtime hobby blog, The Caché Life, into a serious business, while also working as a social media consultant. As a business coach, Cachee helps content creators and service-based business owners get clarity with easy to implement steps so they can make a transformative impact in their businesses and lives. We love how Cachee delivers real stories in vivid, interesting ways, catching our eyes and hearts through her storytelling and authenticity. Welcome
3: Cachee. Thank you so much. I'm so happy Welcome. to be here. Thanks Yay. for coming on. Yay! Qb I was oh, joking. Full
1: disclosure. <laughs> full disclosure. Cache and I have known each other for a long time. We go way yeah, we back have. to way back when she lived in Sacramento.
0: Yeah, I know.
3: Ago. I know, right? But it feels like eons ago. It really feels I'm like thinking another. Thinking about it, Rebecca, it's been about eight years. Has it? Whoa! Mm-hmm.
1: We've both had several lifetimes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <for> those
2: <laughs> Big eight years. Time.
0: Some yeah. a, a whole lifetime fit in between March and now. Oh my right. god, <laughs> seriously,
3: <laughs> you have never lied, Sean. You, <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> seriously.
1: Well, okay, so why don't you tell our audience and Sean a little bit about your background and what led you to where you are in your creation of the blog?
3: Well, um, like many, I'd say, uh, younger or maybe now older, but uh, younger millennials in the early 2010s um <laughs> i was working full time and had just graduated from college and was really looking for a way to connect and connect was really i guess a broad term for me back then um it was more like you know when you're an adult it's kind of hard to make friends like there's that transitional period where you're like you used to see people at parties or in the library or in between classes and like yeah. now you've got coworkers who have like families and maybe even other kids at college. And, you know, you're like, how do I find my people? So Mm -hmm. I found that I was reading a lot of blogs. Um, I was sharing a lot of, you know, at the time, it had no name, but long form content on Facebook, you know, on my personal page. And I'm like, hey, maybe I can kind of combine this with, you know, kind of, I guess, my hobby of reading blogs and really share something with a broader audience. Like, Maybe if I'm putting myself out there, then people will find me. My people will find me and I'll mm-hmm. find them, conversely. So that's kind of how it started. And I used to blog on lunch breaks and after work and take pictures on my phone with my coworkers around on their cigarette breaks. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> it was <laughs> like a I literally...
1: fashion post then, right? Like Yes,
3: it was stuff. definitely more personal style. Um, kind of had to live like an economized life um, it was my first job out of school. I was supporting myself all the way, um, all the way down to health insurance and cell phone. I know some 25-year-olds are still on their parents' plan. No shade, but that wasn't yeah, good me. good for them, but not for <laughs> <laughs> um, Like, no, Like I said, no shade, but that wasn't me. So I really was showing kind of how you can have an elevated lifestyle or still have very special things or moments, even if you didn't have a ton of money. And even as the cash life has, has expanded and so has, I say, my income, um, I've been able to still kind of have that same zest. Um, just because I can't afford something doesn't mean I need to spend a ton of money on it in order to mm-hmm. enjoy it, have quality, and have a good time. So I couldn't ever anticipate how many doors it would open for me. And I'm not even talking professionally. I'm talking with the people that I've met. Um things that I've just, people that I've been encountered, I guess, encountered that have, I've also collaborated with and shared ideas with, like my creativity has run wilder than I could have ever imagined. Um, and I've been able to, I guess, kind of harness that into something that, like I said, sustains me, um, not just emotionally and, you know, but also financially too. So, you know, I'm, I'm a of that. And you're, well, you should be, you You've come a long way. I, I mean, I feel you know, like I don't even say like, I'd say I'm proud of it. Last year, I'd still be like, I'm not proud. You know, proud of it. I, yeah. <laughs> you know that yeah. from our conversation. I mean, I know imposter syndrome's of It is a problem uh-huh. for a lot of us.
1: And just so also everyone knows, you your like day job at the time was in advertising and marketing. Yes
3: advertising and marketing um so i knew rebecca in her other life too i actually mm-hmm. wanted to work for her that's and how about.
1: no you have bigger she things She said to no, do. Oh, you no. Ha- she literally
3: said that <laughs> for she real Said no this this is not the job for you because you know aka like you guys believed in me to do my own thing and it's I- gonna like hold you're back.
0: you're bigger than this you can do more than yeah. this mm-hmm. yeah like, it's not Isn't just about working mess? for cool people. It's also, right. like, doing the thing that you're meant to be doing. Yeah.
3: You know? And I think, though, I mean, I will say, I wish more people um, in life to, would just keep it as real as you did. Because you gave, whether or not I was ready to actually do something like that, I think it took me a, a few months, year. I don't know when you actually planted that seed versus, like, it going. But, like you didn't just blow smoke up my ass. You didn't hire me because you know I was good and one day she'll leave and do this. You're like, no, you've got something right now. You might want to work on that. Sit with that for a minute and see if like you're still interested. And yeah, that's a rarity I think these days. So thank you.
1: It's scary, but yeah, I mean, you've always had the tools and I think your background in advertising and marketing has Complete, I mean, I think it set both of us up like in a different way. Totally. I, like having that background and those tools in your back pocket will only obviously help set, set the foundation for your business. So, totally. and it really helps for you what you do because you give people the inside baseball like perspective totally. from the brand side. You know what they're needing or thinking.
3: Totally. Totally.
0: I th- that's super, super helpful because we as like solopreneurs, you have to do everything. You, you have to know a everything. little bit of everything. And you don't want to look like an idiot in the room when you are talking with a brand or you want to look like, okay, I know enough about your perspective and what's going on that I can maintain relevance, that I know how to speak your language and what's important. And I think totally. that's, that's like a huge background piece. And in other episodes, Rebecca and I have talked about our past like corporate or business experience or other experiences have really helped fuel the work we do in design.
1: And I've always called, I've always coined cache my fairy blog mother because (laughs) you're the first person
3: to use that. I love it though. She's
1: the one who (laughs) kind of pushed like my little baby blogging bird out of the nest, even though I'm not really that serious of a blogger, but you helped me pitch myself and get into brand partnerships. And even like you told me things like, okay, find out where the person lives, what time zone they're in. Don't just send that email out at 11 o'clock the night before, like you want to hit their box, inbox after they've cleared it. Like, I don't know, you really think through all of those like real life tips.
3: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That's a smart one. Yeah. I think it kind of started with, um, I guess I'll just think about it through like agency life and client communication. Like the only people I know who are usually emailing that late are working on a project, you know, and it's like major communication or whatever. Um, or they're not looking at their phones at all. They're like scrolling on Instagram. Like we are. So, um, I think there are like little tidbits that we can all kind of look at, um, just from like an actual business operation standpoint, right. Regardless like, if you're marketing or your healthcare, whatever, don't get like,
1: lost in their Monday pile of crap, right. like exactly wait until
2: so you're smart. Be,
1: like exactly. they're gonna be able to process your request and not feel overwhelmed. Totally. So about like so, you really helped me with this do you have recommendations for someone like where they should, how they should sell themselves when they don't have a proven track record with brands and collaborations specifically?
3: Yeah, I think it's, um, it's twofold. I mean, you definitely want to have some skin in the game and I think, you know, that can be, it's a loose playground. We'll say for you to decide what that means. One thing could be, um, you have a really great aesthetic and you're consistent with your content so i don't think you need a ton of followers you don't i mean i know people who have monetized with not even a thousand so it really isn't about the number it is about the community you cultivate how you're putting yourself out there um and like the simple things of like making sure your contact name is spelled correctly taking the time to maybe find the contact versus hey such and such team sometimes we can't help but do that but you know actually try to find the person because what if it was just one step further you could make it personal um I think also just doing your research like it's so easy for us to think about our projects and what we want to do and the timing of it all but does that actually make sense with what the brand is doing at this time so like looking at their website, Googling the brand and looking at their news section, like it's one thing to follow them on social, but like, again, we know what social media means for our businesses. It's kind of the highlight reel, probably a little bit the same for other businesses. So maybe they're going through a launch that hasn't even been shared on social yet, but it's been on the newswire. Mm. You can maybe bring that up in your pitch. Um, seeing, if they have an annual report so you can see what their overall spending is every year um, you can figure out what percentage they would spend on marketing and be able to know, okay, I have a good chance of getting paid or I have a good chance of maybe getting in kind. And sometimes in kind ain't bad, depending on what it is. I mean, we can all attest yeah. to that from a home design standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. um, so I think it's just going the extra mile. It's not just doing the same process that every other influencer or content creator is doing and i'm sorry if you hate the word influencer listeners but if you have an instagram account and you're sharing any kind of thoughts and ideas whether they're original or someone else's you're an influencer because you're influencing someone's thought process decision making possibly and um, maybe even purchase decisions which again is a good thing to be able to track later when you want to uh, yeah make some dough
1: so like being a good partner I guess is something you can sell like Sean and I've talked about this before like even though like in the beginning we don't have the followers or even like um, Page views or whatever Showing with professionalism like our ability to spell the person's name, right? Like you said Craft a good email <laughs> keep it short and sweet. Give them what they need to know will yeah. help them know like okay. This person isn't gonna be a pain in my ass right they're going to yeah. be a good partner
3: and help me do my job well. No, you're absolutely right. You know, it, the name thing, I mean, I say it and we all kind of chuckle, but it's so real. Like my name is part of my brand name, the cachet Life. It's part of my email convention yet people spell my name wrong. I had two emails this week from people from partners um, that spelled my name wrong. And granted, you know, they reached out to me and they're going to pay me, but it's still like, come on y'all really yeah
0: like one extra second for you to look over all the other collateral you've seen with my name spelled correctly can't be like you can't be bothered like
1: yeah and ideally you're having a partnership with a person who gives a shit about you
3: right like right so think about how like you would feel if you received it like again taking just the extra step to look at that you know that email um but something else too you were saying another way to sell yourself i mean Looking at the brain activity is important because then you can look at what else you can provide for them. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to be an Instagram post or a blog post all the time. Can you get the media in a market that's important? I was able to leverage that a lot because I had Mm -hmm. strong connections in the Sacramento region. Um, Are you a photographer? Can you take really great high res photos in exchange for a product or or sell them to them? Can you get that on a recurring basis? Do they have a local presence? Do you want to host something? I mean, there's so many things. Do they have a philanthropic angle that's dear to your heart that you can you know, partner in that way and they can augment what you're working on?
0: Right. I mean,
3: it's just, I think it's being creative. Nothing is off the table, you know, mm-hmm. until the final, I guess, pin drops, right? And you decide if this is a yay or a nay. But up until that point, you can throw anything out there. So, um, get creative, you know, especially in COVID days. I mean, yeah, like (laughs) this, this, I called it rock the boat season, like a few months ago, but right now it really is like, throw that spaghetti on the wall and see if that shit sticks. Like if it doesn't (laughs) throw some more on, like try something else. Like, let's just keep this going. (laughs)
1: yeah it's a make it work time yeah it is make it work time and no one knows what's going to happen and everyone's like in this i think they're everyone's open to not business as usual or like i called the bank and they're like there's a um recording saying please excuse us if you hear dogs barking or children like
0: Uh, the bank their operators are working at home too yeah yep so which is like sense. if
1: anyone's not gonna be buttoned up like it It was cool i don't know i think it's fun like we see the humanity
0: yeah well and brands right brands are struggling to fit like brands that would typically be in front of people are now mm-hmm. trying to figure out well all these places we used to be able i have a close friend who works um with like auto shows and events like that and He's just like, we're not having any of that. He's like, so we're Mm -hmm. having to reinvent the way we try to interact and get people to like, the big thing is getting you to see a vehicle if you're thinking about a car, getting you to want to get in it and and feel it. And maybe not going to a dealership is important because it's less pressure, but they're trying to figure out new ways of getting in front of their target market. And in the same way, other industries, whether it's lifestyle related or fashion or home, they're just trying to figure out where is the next customer we're trying to get in front of. And if we Mm -hmm. can leverage something we have to offer that can get them in front of a new audience, it might help them. It it might be the difference of them surviving this.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And something else you reminded me of um, when it comes to some brand partnerships, because even as I'm pitching and working on things, people are now reaching out to me more for photos that they can use Mm -hmm. elsewhere than me Mm -hmm. even posting because production and shoots Mm -hmm. and travel and markets, you know, are not happening right now. Everything's virtual. Um, so if you, if you are good at styling stuff, if you have a great feed, like you should, you can pitch any brand right now to just work for them as like a creative consultant, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. um, that's an interesting angle,
3: you know, I, because they, they need, they need the help. They need the ideas. They need the resources. And, um, you already have a portfolio. If you have, even if you don't update your website, you've got a thing you can scroll through, um, mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, put that in a Canva mood board and be like, here's my work. And there you go. done Or
1: even create it. Like I've pitched and worked with brands where we are talking about like creating a little project that I can have photographed for them with their products in my home. And I haven't done it yet, but like I want their buy-in. But it's like I can pitch this concept that is basically pitching a production photo shoot for them.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I like you talk about identifying your secret sauce. What? Tell me. I need to. I need to identify this. <laughs> yeah, what
0: does that mean? What? I mean, I think I know I what it means. But yeah,
3: I mean that. How challenge- do I find it? I mean, I think you find it by doing. Um, you know, I know that there's probably some quizzes out there, you know, Cosmo style and you can figure it out. But I found that I found by, I, I was able to discover mine by doing, and maybe everyone else could see it, but that doesn't matter. Everyone else can see your greatness and tell you that you can do this and you're great at this. But like, if you don't believe it and you don't see it in your, with, with your own eyes and you're going to just stay stuck. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say you have to kind of try things and get uncomfortable. I think that you really have to, one, I found it by first looking at what I did professionally. Because I'll be honest, I love working for agencies. I love the collaborative process. I love being behind the scenes. I still get excited when I see good creative. I take collateral home from hotels and (laughs) places. I'm like, this is a good idea for someone. Am I doing that stuff right now? No, but I might later. Um <laughs> it's like in your memory banks of like, ooh, I saw
0: that really good right. and your hand that you like, can pass I might have it off a, later. A client
3: I'm coaching one day and she's like, I need to figure out I need a new rack card or I wanna put something in like a box that I'm sending to my or you know, in my order. So I can be like, look at this folding thing that I got. Um yeah. But anyway, so looking at what always kind of made you tick, I guess maybe about like your job or anything that you've enjoyed, right? And writing down those words, like getting a legal pad and just writing shit down. Um, Something else that I did was ask people. So when I first went freelance, I met, I went on some coffee dates. I was like on the coffee train for like a, a good two weeks. And this was really like my discovery phase because... I couldn't see it, even though everyone could see it, even though Rebecca called it a year before, okay? Um,
0: <laughs> you hadn't awakened to it yet. I hadn't like. had
3: my awakening. and <laughs> I literally was like asking people that I worked with at every workplace, like for a quick chat, and we talked about what we did previously. I asked what they thought I was good at. I asked what they enjoy working with me on. I asked if they remember anything I complained about, because you know we all bitch at work. Oh, well, mm-hmm. it's work. Um, yes, I still God. bitch at work, <laughs> and I'm my boss. Okay, but
0: now, so, now just the dog is listening.
3: Right, Rudy's like, Ooh. yeah, I know, mommy's <laughs> over here tripping. Um, but anyway, they all told me like I was really great with people, that I could explain something that might usually be kind of complex and break it down in very easy steps. So workshops might be a good for me or being able to show someone the value of investing in social media management or PR or whatever. Um, That definitely manifested in a lot of different ways for me over the past five years. But I finally narrowed it down to the fact that I'm a people person. I'm a connector of ideas and people. Um, I'm able to, like I said, talk to someone, figure out probably five ideas for them within five minutes of listening mm-hmm. to them and talk about what's important to them and once i do that can help them figure out a plan in order to achieve it um i may not be able to be with them for that entire journey you know it's like it's like a story like you're going down the road and then you meet me and then you go down the next road and then you're gonna go see the next the guy with the hat and whatever
0: and then and it's you, choose I, your I, own I, adventure that's a
3: rose too okay you know but That's how I found it. I know that was a very kind of long answer, but it is a process. And the sauce changes over time. You know, I think that you can't think one thing's one way forever. Almost how you're checking your analytics, you need to check under, like, your business engine. What are you doing this for? Why are you doing this? Who are you helping? What problem do you solve? Mm -hmm. Um,
0: What's the response been? Like,
3: Right? are people liking
0: this? Like.
3: (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes a lot of thing, a lot of what people want is not what we necessarily want to do off the cuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I don't want to say that in like a negative way. I think is that we have, it's just that awakening. You hadn't been aware that there was this other need in this different position on something that you can serve, just, you know, put a different color ribbon on it, not change who you are or change the recipe of the sauce.
1: Yeah. And I think like you mentioned in one of your emails about um, like when you look under the hood and see the performance of things, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: photos of me really hit and I hate putting those on there. It feels very self-congratulatory <laughs> and like whatever, who cares about a picture of me, but those are the ones that perform. So yeah. Cause you think you're selling design.
3: Yeah. And I'm sure <laughs> yes. people don't want a photo of me every single post, but. Well, if you are, I post, po- okay. I don't know if you look at my feed lately, but it's all me. And I'm yes. very proud of that. And I say that only because the picture will hook up, but it's really about mm-hmm. the caption.
2: Yeah. You can
3: talk about design in photos of you. You don't have to talk about you. You don't have to talk about your daughter or your pet, your pet. Like you could just, I mean, even though they love, them too um, yeah. I'm like are they are they two and three on your top three categories? <laughs> they want
0: like yeah, most people want like a pet feed <laughs> yeah
3: right um <laughs> but that might your, your photo might be the hook for whatever message you need to convey it might do it right. a little bit stronger than like the bedroom photo although the bedroom photo is fabulous so like you know take that with the grain of salt but also in these days too Rebecca like we can't go network like we usually, Mm -hmm. like we used to. And if you're doing things more virtually or, um, or social distance or whatever, like people need to see your face. You too, Mm -hmm. Sean, people need to see who you are, what energy that they they can, that's radiating from that phone screen. And, um, Mm -hmm. that's what gets people to, you know, know, like, and trust you. That's why you have to do it every now and then. I don't think it has to be a sea of Rebecca, but, um, I want to see, I want to see you floating in that sea a little bit, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have <laughs> totally. noticed there's a difference in the way people engage when, uh, if you're more active on stories and you're just like talking regularly, it's not planned out. It's not completely scripted. Like you can have an idea of what you want to say, but I think the, the overthinking it is what makes it feel even less genuine. And, totally. and I I don't know, I, every time I've I do feel like we can get in our own way where we have our message that we're trying to give, but it's not really the message people want to receive.
3: Right. You just <laughs> so, said it.
0: I think that's where it's like it's not a magic. There's no magic solution to coming up with your secret sauce, but it's it is you gotta like get into it. You have to wait in. It is gonna feel mm-hmm. a little awkward. It you're gonna try a bunch of stuff until you find what people respond back to the most. And you're like, oh. Well, they were liking right. that. I should right. do more of that.
1: Right. I mean ultimately like what we're saying is we are not the best judges of our secret sauce, so we have to get outside information yeah. which could friends, be friends, family, like,
0: coworkers, followers, copy dates,
1: analytics, like all these things add into right. Oh, people like that about me. I thought it
0: was
3: quirky. That's or, the weird thing about me. <laughs> people like, yeah. the, weird. like yeah. the weird. They like the <laughs> weird. They like the story like i it goes down in the dms too like i'm sure you guys know just oh
2: the totally back and forth that
3: you could have like it could start on the feed but it goes down in the dms and i'm just like, i am ended, very ended familiar with me, like, yesterday <laughs> saying i was uh <laughs> that i was like replying back i put even posted like one story frame but i left off the quirky stuff and then at the end of it like i knew her so i typed i said well i probably should have put that on the post you know, because it was valuable info and because I was worried about it quote looking a certain way, I didn't add it. You know, yeah. we can't get caught up in that.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. I mean that's really the vulnerability for us with potential clients is that we're basically going to be married to our design clients for a, a pretty long period of time for projects. And it's gonna get real at points and stressful. And like the I think the bigger point we can make of Okay, we're another person too. We're running this right. business too. You have real stuff going on. I've got real stuff going on. I think it's made for an easier like leveling of the playing field to have Absolutely. it all, have things out there. Like, I I don't want clients apologizing for stuff that they can't help during construction, whether it's what they're wearing when I show up for a site meeting or how frazzled they are, or I have that stuff too. Get to going crazy,
3: whatever. Or
1: people and always tell me like, Oh, up I'm sorry, my house is such a mess. I'm like.
3: Girl, like, this is going to be a whole mess <laughs> of a situation. We don't all live, I don't have don't all live in a photo I've shoot. I've been cleaning my house for a week, okay? It's just like, it's a mess right now.
0: We but, don't like, like, have full-time be- house staff to help fix and but keep we're gonna everything be up to date and... your
1: shit like our jobs are like we're in people's lives and homes so i'm going to see your messy yes. house and i totally. have one too but i, I am going to go through
0: your medicine cabinet when you forgot to empty it before the demolition and i'm right. throwing all your That's stuff in a box, box. <laughs> like there's no more like i'm and yeah. tr- like there is none of that and i and i don't know i feel like especially if you're going to be meeting your potential client if you're going to be seeing them working with them whether it's virtually or otherwise like we just have to get that band-aid ripped off and get past that that sort of stuff because it makes it so much easier to jump into working on a project together when you've already done that
3: right and we want to get to that part that's the good stuff
1: Hey, Sean, have you signed up for the Hot Young Designers Club newsletter?
0: Oh, no.
1: Really? Is this you not wanting to clutter your inbox with a lot of excess junk?
0: No, no, let me do it. Where do I need to go?
1: You need to go to hotyoungdesignersclub.com, scroll down until you get to the subscribe button, just pop in your email address and your name.
0: All right, I'm doing it right now. Is this going to be a bunch of spam?
1: It's not. It's actually not going to be anything until we actually get around to sending something. But we have big plans and we want to be able to send surveys to get feedback from our audience and maybe once in a while a special surprise or a recap.
0: All right, I'm on it.
1: Thank you. Back to the show. I think we're all like kind of starved for connection right now more so than usual and oh yeah we're miss we're missing the like live pheromones and exchanging of air (laughs) so we have to like take down the guard a little bit and just be more open which yeah i've i've embraced that as my quote-unquote brand like when i was hosting creative mornings like i'm i was i was terrible like as a
3: I mean, like
0: obviously, M- you guys know MCing I was not a good a MC. Hosting. Yeah. Okay.
3: I think I, that you you were nervous on your first time, and you were fine the rest of the time, and you were fine then. Just for the record, but I, I was just always <laughs> I just, just thinking,
1: always heard worst always critic just said. <laughs> yeah. I'm awkward authentic. That's my brand. I'm going to like stumble on my words and stay totally say weird stuff and embarrass the speakers. Like, whatever. Well, I think
3: that also kind of humanized you a little bit. And I can mm-hmm. use that from the flip side on someone who was worried about getting everything right and talking, re- you know, perfectly and everything as the leader of the blog block. Like Mm-hmm. I do think people loved that and they and they embraced the community and no one ever said anything to me. But I wish that I could have just relaxed a little bit and just mm-hmm. been a little bit more in the moment and awkward and you know, today kinda sucked, but I'm here, y'all. How you guys feeling? Versus am yeah. hey, the black block. Like, no, people you instantly like made everyone exhale when you acknowledge that moment so yeah
1: because everyone I my whole well I don't we need to, don't need to talk about this too much but I, I I'm like you're, oh Let it there out. We go. turn this table <laughs> around <laughs> I my whole goal with that environment was so we'd have monthly um meetings of like 200 people and I would bring a guest on to speak on a topic and my whole goal with that was for it to be I would call it um introvert friendly networking Mm -hmm. so you could come by yourself you could people would come to me all the time and say i finally came i'm so shy i hate networking but i felt so comfortable here and that was like always the vibe i wanted because that is such
0: an awkward process to walk into a room of people you don't know and that's Mm -hmm. i think part of that is like one day we're getting we're gonna get to this point where what what Rebecca and I want is to remove some of that anxiety from fellow designers, fellow creatives, to feel like they don't belong or they're the imposter going back to what we said at the beginning of like, Oh, well, I'm not really a designer yet. Or I don't, I'm too young to really fit in with all these other people. And it's like, I don't have enough followers. Yeah. Or I have, don't have enough projects to be have anything in common with these other high level designers that are part of the American Society of Interior Designers or the Architects Associations or whatever it may be, or walking into a showroom event. It's just like, even if you've not used these, you know, $300 a yard fabrics, it doesn't mean you don't have a place here or something to learn here. Right. Or people to have something in common with. And I, that's sort of like something
1: to teach. Like that's how I, I think that's part of it is I've always felt like I'm not, quote unquote professional enough or buttoned up or like, a lot of designers seem so put together and polished with the nails and the hair and the thing. Well, We know that's not <laughs>
0: real behind the scenes.
2: Well,
1: it right. is for them, maybe, but it's not what everyone needs to be either. Like, there's room for sure. all yeah. different
3: yeah. types. And there's, like, the, they have their people, you know? Right. Like, yes. Everyone's got their lane. That's that's their lane. Exactly. You know, we got to just, like, let people embrace theirs because I'm going to embrace mine. Yeah, you know, and there's ratchet, clients. So. <laughs> oh my god, my poor
0: nails. <laughs>
1: clients that are gonna to gravitate to each of those lanes. So totally like, the lanes reflect the clientele and the folks that want
0: Who to Who you want to work with. Us. Yeah.
3: Yep. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would love some of Kelly Worcester's clients, but they may not be my client. Like they right. have they might have right. the budget I want, but they might not be I might not feel like wanting to have a cocktail with them at the end mm-hmm. of the project or I, that's like the type of client be like, I want to work again. with. Yeah. Please don't call me. <laughs> oh, also don't give my number to your friends. Like, <laughs> right. That's the
3: one that don't refer me either. <laughs> don't refer me to those
0: <laughs> I don't, and that's, I think important of, I know we don't want to turn down business. I know it's a really luxurious thing to say. And it's a really like privileged thing to be able to say like turn down business. But I don't know. I feel like when you found the right people and the right project and the right vibe and energy with clients you want to work with everything just helps fall together easier navigating conflict is easier troubleshooting is easier and it gets so much harder when it wasn't the right person but they're paying your bills
3: absolutely you know i think this can even translate to um like online businesses so like if you are an influencer or you are a designer anyone who wants to work with brands like this is something else to probably stand out. Like everyone does everything over email and that's totally fine, but you can't tell tone. You can't tell excitement there. There's just a lot you can't, you can't get from a person and get on the phone. I mean, the phone sucks. Look, I hate the phone. I had to tell people like, I've been on, (laughs) I've been on the phone a lot the past couple of weeks, but like, I really hate the phone and I know not the only one, but it cuts the crap. You can just talk through some of the final details. I'd have a couple questions. Can you come on a quick call, you know, 15 minute call, like set the tone so everyone's like, okay, I'm not going to be on the phone for an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but be
0: awkward.
3: I can tell from a phone conversation if this person's going to be easy to work with, if we can vibe, or Mm -hmm. if maybe the question I'm asking and the way that they're answering it is like going to cause me to have some pause. So, I think it's the same with brands as you would do like an are we a fit call or any kind of consultation like get that pulse sooner than later because you know you don't want to be all the way in it and then you're like you're so deep you can't get out but you're also kind of miserable too right so you're not going right. to perform your work as well, you're not going to be as excited about it, you might not even want to put it in your portfolio right. or your media kit later. Or you resent it? More-
0: like what an awful feeling. Right,
3: film. right. Like and it's not like we're just doing things to be completely like self-serving, but if you're spending the time and effort into making something great, like you should at least be able to just show it off if you want to.
1: <laughs> I actually had <laughs> a, a call. I had a um like new lead call yesterday with a woman and she asked me what my ideal client was like sh- she had it all together like she Ooh,
0: she like, was wow, interviewing I've, you it wasn't she, you interviewing oh, totally. her right no, <laughs> no
3: she's like thought you knew
0: yeah. no, she was totally I, sent you, I sent you i sent you a awesome. project brief awesome. did you open it like right. i mean she's in tech There's like they're the like box. dialed
1: yeah um but yeah she asked me like what who what makes an ideal client for me and what would be like what am I looking for when I'm wanting to work with somebody? Which was like, wow, no one's ever asked me that before. That's really cool.
0: But you've Got put that out. thought together.
1: Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go, Sean.
0: I was going to say, like, you've put that together before, Rebecca. Like, you've said that in your website. You've said that. I've been thinking
1: about it a lot more, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I feel like I, that was like, ooh, good thing you had some ideas to throw out there. Otherwise, you're like a deer in the headlights. Like, what do I, how do I brand this? What do I say? Like,
3: Do I tell them they're my
0: perfect client just because? (laughs) Totally.
3: I think we all should be equipped to answer that message no matter what kind of business we have Um, Mm -hmm. because if, and if it's not something that is like public, like, you know, we're a fit if, boom, 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 Um, like in the FAQ or something, it's great to go through the exercise and kind of have that as your guide as you're having these calls, even if you're not being asked the question. Because if they're not checking those boxes, then you can clearly tell that it may not be a fit, or that they don't have the budget, or they have the budget, but it's going to take way more time than like you can spend in this quarter or whatever. Emotional
1: bandwidth. (laughs)
3: Because that costs money too. It does. It costs a lot. Can I can I be infiltrated and talk about the pain in the ass fee? Or is that like not late? Is that not? Oh my gosh, you
0: do that too? (laughs) Pia upcharge. I call, I call it the bullshit fee because yeah, it's like, I, I'm going to have to put up with a lot of bullshit.
3: Yeah. But here, you know, and I don't add that to a lot. So like, I really need line to like, item? is it a line yeah, item in your proposal? Not a line <laughs> item. But put it this way. It's when I'm thinking about, and this is, you know, I guess, you know, designer talk, but it's like, <laughs> how much back and forth are we going to have before we can actually get to it? the actual mm-hmm. project like what you don't want to find is that you've burnt all your hours in discovery and you mm-hmm. haven't even spent any time on the design because there's the hard costs i'm sure in your business of the actual yeah. materials and the furniture and whatever and clearly i'm not a designer i said the whatever someone's probably like "Oh,
0: i'm with you <laughs> um, We're with us. <laughs> the stuff. but there's
3: also your time so that's why it's tricky too when you're thinking about pricing even as like a digital cre- creator like if you have a platform, that's like a placement fee. Like you would place an ad in, in a magazine, mm-hmm. on TV, radio, whatever. Then mm-hmm. there's the actual time that it costs to make the creative. And I account for prop sourcing, um, styling, art mm-hmm. direction, review, content creation, all that. So, um, you know, that's that's just how I do it, though. I mean, what do you guys think?
1: I, I mean, I liked when she said that, cause it's been something I've been thinking about with, I get a lot of different requests from different types of people. And I swear the universe is like testing me with it right now, but, <laughs> the universe um, is coming for you. cause people are actually like, I've had a few, like three or four people this week ask me, this is the kind of project I want you to do. Is this part of your services? They're like testing whether I'm going to like hold up my Cave. boundaries uh-huh um you know so about boundaries rebecca uh, oh sean's mr boundary <laughs> <laughs> he's teaching me but i'm trying to create like buckets of service that like okay i only have three buckets yep. fit in it and to meet like my biggest bucket which is full service i'm going to have really high standards of what that client needs to be creatively there's a budget minimum, things like that. And yeah. it's like, that's like, those are the clients that we're with for a long time. So to Sean's point, like we're kind of like married to these people for a
3: while. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. And through my coaching. So, you know, I guess I have monetized my business a few different ways. One is through um, the blog, you know, and the Instagram and all of that as a content creator, but through coaching, um, we have to go through this at the very onset before anything begins, because, um, we just, I need to make sure that I have a thorough understanding and I can actually help, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I think I'm part of someone's journey. I'm not going to be with you for the entire thing, you know, process. Um, you might come back, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we're going to start someplace. Um, we're going to start here. Um, yeah, I think, yeah.
1: And we all need to know what, we want like how do we know when we're successful like if you don't have those cool. goals you don't even know when you've done it like
3: yeah right and that's why it's sometimes good to work with a coach or a mentor of some sort to kind of figure identify what those benchmarks should be um, because it's one thing to have a goal but if you don't know the process it and what it takes to get there then we're just talking I don't know what's gonna happen yeah, it might, it's not gonna. Hap- it's not going to happen, and it's not that it can't happen. It's just that we just need to get you some tools, and stock that belt up, and we're just gonna keep going on the journey.
1: So, tell us about what Level Up with Cache offers, because I know you got something new coming up. And
3: yeah, so I Level Up with Cache kind of came out of, I'll just say, COVID crazy. Um, I was working already with creative entrepreneurs, um, mostly women. And now I've kind of pivoted just to women. Okay. Sorry, Sorry Sean. Hey, that uh, was some good <laughs> name. <laughs> but it's, uh,
0: are...
3: we can get the package deal since the podcast. You know, we can figure <laughs> the okay. But like that's <laughs> your,
0: you're finding like that's your audience. That's like, my
3: audience. A... That's yeah. totally my audience. I do attract some men. Like I had a workshop in Sacramento before I moved and I had one gentleman. Blog Block had a couple guys when we were doing it in person. But anyway, the ladies... I, you know, know I who play. you
0: want to work with, and it's easy for you to, like, get started faster probably by doing that? Yeah, and we, that I makes think, need more sense. help,
3: like,
1: getting our, like, confidence packaged well, up. And yeah, and Clif- there's
0: plenty of stuff out there for men. Like, they don't need more. We don't need more. I, I mean... Like, cultural look, norms
1: in society. Yeah, yeah like, I
0: don't, I don't need... <laughs> I mean, the one thing that they could not target to me would be nice is like all in one shampoos and stuff like that. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of has got to go. Body
3: wash and shampoo. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hair and you know what with No, no.
0: Like that stuff targeted to men could go. Like service based to help. Rebecca and I have talked about this in the podcast about how we feel really strongly that they're, particularly like, like in women in business, that it's like, oh, you have to be nice and you have to be like, good right. you have to be helpful don't rock the boat and, and it's well, just it like
3: the boat season no
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you don't it, it, i don't know i just want to avoid that picture of like my mom my mother was like this vibrant red-haired woman who was called like the dragon lady at work and it was just like <laughs> she was a badass businesswoman sounds, in a really yeah. male-dominated industry working she worked in distribution and marketing and things for department stores her whole career, that's a man's world. And she had to be like that. But yeah, she was like labeled the bitch instead of just being like, she's a boss. Like, and that's just not, that's not appropriate. And we feel like that's part of our audience is finding a way to help women. I mean, particularly we see it a lot in our podcast audience of like, you, you deserve the tools and the techniques to make your business successful without having to apologize for everything all the time.
3: And we haven't necessarily grown up with it. So that I think is right. And that's kind of why I felt like starting something like Level Up with Cache was important because I've been coached. I've been to workshops. I've done all these things. And, you know, I'd say I kind of left all of these professional development events, like with a notebook full of notes, but no plan. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of tailored to me. Um working with the coach, I've definitely been able to identify a plan and get some things that were stuck or needed some clarification like on, you know, actionable
2: things. <laughs>
3: right. But like I'm already there with all my notes after I've sat with this and everything else. So, um I was like how can I fuse like I said that marketing brain um and kind of know-how? Also my know-how of 5 years of being full-time on my own, working for myself, figuring it out, Um, Mm -hmm. and being a content creator since 2012. Like, I've just learned a lot. I've seen a lot of different transitions, you know, in just how we all exchange information and how business operates. And I'm like, I'm going to package this up, because all I kept seeing in my feed for all my friends who either were furloughed or just went full time with their business in 2020. Cause this was the year, you know, we were all going to do all those things. <laughs> um, you know, my word was bold. Um, so I decided to be bold and put myself out there because I went COVID hit and I'm like, y'all, we're going to figure this out. Like this granted, the pandemic sucks and there's no cares to like wear your mask and wash your hands. Yeah. But with this time that you're not going to the coffees with the people you don't really care about and trying to get out of that event that you said yes <laughs> to a couple of weeks ago and you're like, oh, that's tonight. Like use Let that me time. Let find a reason and,
0: not to go. <laughs>
3: right. Like use that time and energy to like, let's focus on your business because things have slowed down. And while they're, we never have time. We have to put ca- time on our calendar to like, have an admin week to get things clear before the next year starts, you know, at mm-hmm. least what right. I know. And it's like, what if we could do that now while building a strategy to overcome some of these pain points that have, I guess, afflicted us as a result of COVID. So Level Up With Cache covers personal branding, figuring out your ideal customer and client, but first going to your why. Like, why are you doing this? Is this because you love it? Is this because this is all you know? Is this because it's safe? Do you want to do something else? How can we talk about that? You know, like (laughs) I really peel that onion back. And um, I think the group setting allows for that to happen. And it feel a little bit more like you're not alone. Like you're in a group of, you know, 15 to 20 women. And you're like, oh, wow, her house sounds like mine. Or, I mean, I have people on the call who are holding babies sometimes. I'm like, this is just life. Like, I don't expect you to come dressed. Like I come dressed because like you pay a baby to show up but like y'all can come as you are, Um, you know? So I go through that, but I go through partnership do's and don'ts, how to find the right contact, what to do, um, how to negotiate back and forth usage, um, pitching media, figuring out a process for your content planning from social media, all the way down to like your email list um, and kind of putting that in like a workflow um, so that you can kind of continue that work after we're done working together or continuing to work together. I actually, um, my first round of level up actually we started with 15, um, all but two stayed on for the next six weeks Mm. and we're trying to figure out something for (laughs) (laughs) another six weeks. Yeah. I'm like at this point we're moving more into like mastermind, um, territory, which lets me know that if I'm able to do that, plus keep another group going and now I'm recruiting for my next group. Um, That will be starting at the end of the month. It's like we all need this kind of collaborative, I guess, energy right now. And whether you're working with me or someone else, like, I hope that you're finding someone who's holding you accountable, who's challenging you, who's asking you the questions. Um, And maybe you're getting some feedback that makes you feel uncomfortable. And this is your life and your business so you do you but just take a second to consider it something that you said like kind of about the client and thinking about who um, who that is for me level up is for someone who has been putting in some has been showing up and serving their audience and has maybe hit a plateau or Mm -hmm. it's someone who knows what they want to do but they just started and they don't want to make costly mistakes or time waste time and they just kind of want to get started on the right track from the get-go. I think level up is also for those who are just continual learners. Like I never stop learning. I learn something every time I go on any webinar, seminar, Mm -hmm. like I, I, I never drop off. I'm like, I'm gonna get something from this, right? But that accountability piece of it with the meetings is important because again, like we said, we've gone to the conferences, we have notebooks full of notes and we can learn everything. But if you're not doing it, then it just gets put on your to do list and gets further down. So that's why we have the group accountability. That's why we have the co working sessions. That's why we have the ongoing communication in between sessions. So people can be like, hey, I got this email from a brand. What should I do? And I'm not the only one weighing in. Others have plenty to offer as well, which is great because. Sure, like I'm the leader, but we all have life experience. We've all mm-hmm. had something similar. So there's a lot we can learn from each other if we just give it a chance. And I think that goes beyond work, but, you know, we ain't talking about that right now.
0: <laughs> but all the participants are from different phases or stages, yes. like some haven't started a business, some are already in and... Someone else wants something to
3: learn. Yeah. Right. Like I work with some coaches, other coaches, um, whether that be life or wellness. I work with vacation rentals. I work with makers. I work with uh, other influencers that are more maybe in lifestyle or highly niche. So if you have a digital presence for your business and you want to grow, then level up with (laughs) Cachet. But
1: I always like being in groups with other industries because there's like crossover opportunities um, or perspectives that are like really norm in the norm in their industry but not in ours and it's like oh like this is something that i can try to apply to this industry that'll feel innovative and different Absolutely. or they learn
0: they learn from the mystery of our business because it's very ambiguous and they're they're like oh i had no idea that home and design and all that worked that way
3: you're so right about that. And, you know, with the different industry and even location, because um, Mm -hmm. as we're virtual, like maybe your ideal customer does, or client does not live in your town. You know, Um, a lot of the people kind of act almost as like a mini focus group. So if you have an idea or something that you're putting out there and you need eyes, ears, and people to give feedback, that's for real. Like the, we've done hot seats. We've done all kinds of things in this group so that you can get that and optimize your content and move on. So it's been really great. I mean, I love doing it. Like I started 2020 saying I'm going to be bold. I ended a business that broke hearts and mine Mm. too, but I really felt this urge to serve people on a more personal level, which is how I wanted to do the coaching thing. I literally moved to Dallas a month before lockdown. So I never got a chance to like super network and just get out there because in Sacramento, I was like girl about town. (laughs) (laughs) so which i mean i guess in a way it's been nice to kind of quote take a break from that and like reprioritize and reset but um what i was planning to launch didn't serve my community at the time that something was needed which is how level up was born and i think it's got such a bright future like i said i'm doing it again enroll enrollments now um so if you have questions you know slide in my dms but um i plan to take this to the next level um you know, I'm leveling up myself. Leveling up, And what
1: I, what I always love about what you do is you give the why and like the theory behind things, but you also do the how, like your last email series was um, really helpful. Cause it's like, okay, check your analytics, tell us why, but also kind of how, like, yeah. these are the things you should be looking at and the specifics and make yourself a checklist, like
3: get the things going. Yeah. And I think something that I wanted to bring out as a coach and something that I still strive to is to show real examples. Um, like I share what my buckets, content buckets are with you all. I share how I plan my content, the entire process. And that was in just my level up and show up, um, free email challenge, which, um, I'll give you guys, if you want to put in show notes, that'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, I loved that. It was really good.
3: um, But like same with analytics, like, okay, I know my best time to post. Now what? Like there's another layer to that. Right. Um, When it comes to pitching do's and don'ts, I'm sharing communication I've had with brands like screenshots and I'm, it's not in my presentation. I'm going to my inbox to find it and show you on zoom. Like I, I don't have anything to hide. Me sharing is not taking away from what I'm trying to do in the future it's only going to help people get better and get what's theirs too, because there really is enough to go around. I mean, I know sometimes we can always get caught up in comparison and, Oh, Oh, totally. but it's just like, Nope. Ret- just get that back on track. We're going to do this Find somebody else or try them next time. You know, yeah. sometimes it's about timing. It's not always yeah. about you
0: yeah the timing (laughs) the angle like you're you totally someone else's project could have been the exact thing that fit that they felt would really connect with their target audience or what they're trying to do and maybe it's not whatever you're pitching that project just didn't make sense for them right then and then you come back with a new perspective and angle for it and it it makes sense
1: or you really miss their budget window and it's closed i mean that yeah
3: that, right. Th- that's real that's real get in,
0: get in early in that <laughs> fiscal year budget okay like- <laughs> I know, right?
3: <laughs> and that's another thing too like some people run on a fiscal year and some don't so you're yeah, like you don't even who? know yeah so many variables but you can find some of that out if you do your homework and look at their press room and investor relations and all of that mm-hmm, you can get yeah. some of those insights so maybe you know a little bit before you get disappointed mm-hmm. you know it's a good one i you spilling all the tea. What else you got? That's
0: what we're here for. that's what we're here for <laughs> is all of this. I really I want to ask you about one thing you mentioned before we were recording the show about turning a no into a yes. Mm-hmm. And what that what that means and how you I mean I think we realistically as designers see that in it's not just with partnerships or collaborations right. it may even be working with clients.
3: Totally. Totally. Um, so I think it dep- it, it's a case by case basis and there's no exact formula to make this work. But I guess I try to, when I'm in communication, this also can help if you hop on the phone call because you can mm-hmm. get some of that backstory even before you send a proposal or whatever. You can figure out what's important to them and what mm-hmm. skills or people you know who can help you leverage that or, you know, help, yes. uh, I think you get what I'm saying. That kind of came out wrong, but like, if you can't
0: take I'm the following photos, it. We're picking up what you're putting down. Say. Yeah, yeah
3: <laughs> like if you can't take the photos, but you have a bomb photographer who you work with, like you need to talk to your right. photographer and figure out how this can work for the both of you, which is mm-hmm. what I do currently. So um, sometimes I ask for the real feedback though, like, you know, this doesn't work, thanks so much. Um, I'd love to stay in touch. Um, what, what are some things coming down in the pipeline for you? So I can keep you top of mind for Mm -hmm. the content that I'm creating because I usually Mm -hmm. go in granted, I introduce myself and have my connection to the brand, but I don't give a full idea in a pitch. I give them a few sentences. I might link to an example. Um, But I always ask the question, does this fit with what you are working on at this time? I'd love to connect with you to learn what you're prioritizing at this point in the year or this quarter or this, however you want to say it. Um, Because later they might say no for this and timing doesn't work out, but let's say that you know that maybe earned media is important for them. They want to get placed on apartment therapy we'll just use them for an example because i know we've been on it but um i, I say that with humility of course <laughs> don't, read
1: but,
0: yeah. don't read the comments don't, yeah, don't not read the comments
3: don't read the comments don't read the comments
0: ripping you to shed, yeah, shreds on i hung some, some photo
3: wrong you know too bad i like it where it's Adam i okay my eye level ain't your five two eye level so <laughs> okay anyway um but just as an example, like, let's just say something that you're working on, you've already been working with an editor of some sort, and you know that you're focusing on a room that matches the client. You know, because at the time it wasn't a fit, but they said they, want, they wanted to focus on, you know, bedrooms. And you can go back to them saying, hey, I know it wasn't a fit for, um, you know, and to reintroduce yourself, like, we last touched base when I reached out about working on my outdoor space. I'm actually working on a bedroom project right now and have confirmed placement with Apartment therapy. I'd love to connect with you because I think it'd be a great way to, you know, augment the brand through X, X and X. Can you hop on a call to discuss? Thanks so much. Rebecca. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. And you're getting on, this actually happened to me the last couple of months. I pitched somebody for my last one room challenge, um, an agency who reps a lot of like flooring companies we will say, and
2: mm-hmm. they
1: couldn't fit it in she was really nice about it, but it just didn't work. I don't even remember what she said. Why? why. But she reached out to me like a month ago because she watched me. So I mean, I'm sure she, they couldn't really make it work, but she also kept her eye on the project to see what I did. And then she um. told me, she's like, I'm so bummed we couldn't make it work because your style is different than what we normally do, but I really want to bring that to our project. So she pitched me um a paid collaboration awesome and yeah so like a lot of I these p- teams for brands are p- in PR npr and marketing they're trying to like fill their clients needs and will keep totally. you, you on their roster
3: totally and that's why it's like it's important to stay in communication i mean that was even something that was part of the level up and show up challenge one of the days was reach out to a few professional connections and you know bonus challenge make it a recurring date on your calendar to do so because there's nothing like whether or not you worked with them or not just letting them know what you're up to but also asking what they're up to things may have changed they may have changed uh positions and maybe they're working on a different area of business i mean and just Mm -hmm. right now a blanket like quote excuse for reaching out is COVID. are you okay you know, a lot's mm-hmm. changing this world. Yeah. I was just thinking about our conversation. Like, I hope all is well. Don't even go into the ask. Don't even make it even about this. Like, connect on a human level.
2: Mm-hmm. Um totally.
3: so I think that's super important. You also just reminded me, Rebecca. I think it's important to follow editors of magazines that you read on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow on Instagram editors of magazines that you read. I y'all got it. Um okay. <laughs> same with client contacts. Like if you had a good rapport with someone that you worked with um, online, it's not creepy to follow them on Instagram. It's actually right. wise because let's just be real. A lot of people that we work with don't follow us.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, they find us online. We're in some database. Or their brand follows them, you. They follow the you through the brand people. and
1: they're not right. looking. Yeah. But
3: like that might the social media manager may not be the same person and they're following mm-hmm. a ton of other accounts anyway. So yeah. try to get on the... If you do that and they see your content and it's good, then, or you're consistent at least, regardless of if they post every day, you know people are always scrolling. So they could just come across something that you're working on and then have an idea. I mean, there's so many times where, um, like I've worked with Better Homes and Gardens a lot, um, and I don't do home stuff. So let me, really, I mean, this is a new thing for me. I just started doing home last spring. So, you know, putting it, keeping it all the way real. Um, but I've had emails, threads start with, I saw that you just moved or, um, love, love the trip you just came off of. How was London? Like whatever it was. And you're like, you don't Mm -hmm. think people are paying attention to that stuff. Oh, they watch it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: They may not be very active, but they're seeing it behind the scenes. And and it's the person,
1: like going back, it's the person that you're connecting with and that person could change jobs. Change representation, and maybe their next job is a better fit for the content you produce or whatever yeah. it is. I think
0: mm-hmm. that's good for a PR angle. For a lot of designers, want to seek some level of exposure and publication, whether it's digital or in print, is probably like at right. that. That's at a, a different level for a lot of designers, but like we can apply this, even if it's not to the influencer side, it's also right. to the I want to raise my brand profile. I want to increase my credibility because, yeah, is, is being published necessarily going to get you the next job? That right. might not be exactly what causes the phone call, but the right. added credibility of, oh, they've been published, right. gives exactly. clients that sense of security of like, oh, this is a legit business. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are seen, you know, they're, they're in their industry, putting themselves at a higher level Right. And that's the person they want to work with. It's not exactly. like, oh, I saw that project in, you know, Better Homes and Gardens, and now I'm going to hire them. It may be where they come across you later, and because you were featured, they feel more comfortable right. in calling you.
3: Totally. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, and I'm not, again, there's no shade to anyone by the statement I'm getting ready to make, but like, everyone is a fill in the blank everyone's a coach everyone's an influencer everyone's a designer right now like you know with the magic of instagram and the internet you know anyone can quote be an expert but you can put your quote money where your mouth is if you can say you've been featured somewhere else or you've been Mm -hmm. a guest on the podcast or you know you're going a little bit beyond that or even if you haven't been published but you have worked with the brand more than three times you know more than once clearly you had a rapport a good working relationship because we know yeah. how the one-offs work. Sometimes they're it's, fine, but it's not it
0: transactional. Work.
3: Right? It's relationships. It's about relationships, man. Telling it is,
1: you. and clients want. I mean, you know, if you're featured in Better Homes and Gardens, your clients going to tell their friends that they're designers. Yes, featured mm-hmm. in Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah. So it's Absolutely. a feather in their cap too. Mm-hmm.
0: And then and, you know, and, speak and that. I've gotten
1: clients from magazine from being in SACMAG. I had a client that lives in New York yesterday who I had a consult with because she went home and saw my magazine, my office in her mom's coffee table in Sacramento nice. and called me. I don't know. Like, it's just, you just never, read, you you know. Right. never know.
0: And in her that's sphere kind of, of influence, she has all those people who are still in Sacramento or right. other acquaintances or friends. Like you. That's but now really... she's
1: in New York or going to Chicago. So now, like, I mean, right. not like, I mean, it was a... Co- small project but it's still like now i'm in a new
0: sphere
3: of influence yeah absolutely especially and you know not being tied to a region either like that's the virtual stuff yeah 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 and maybe it's just virtual for now but rebecca you could be flying to you know dallas to be doing something over here (laughs) you know or wherever you know it's digital it's virtual now because um we can't really travel and do the things that we want to do, but like how great would it be to build this relationship with someone mm-hmm. across the country or whatever and being able to do more and more as time goes on? Like this is a great yeah. time to really focus on building relationships and establishing yeah. trust.
0: This it's is, kinda, and that's a long game strategy. It like, totally is. This isn't going to happen in three months where someone start like, or not necessarily happening like three weeks, they're going to call you for that project. It's, I'm going to build like, trust people are going to understand who I am my voice know that I can be helpful to them it takes a long time just like our, our real relationships in person with friends or family the same way with that next potential client or the next potential editor or the next potential brand is it's long long-term planning don't expect immediate results all the time which we've kind of been trained now is like instant gratification
1: Yes. It's yeah. not
0: going to happen like that all the time.
1: Keep putting Hello. it out there.
0: I'm really glad you did talk about getting on the phone and talking to people when you're trying to turn the no into a yes or remove obstacles or objections because there is, I don't know if it's generational. I don't know what it is. I'm not, I don't want to like single out any group or demographic of age group Good. or something, but there <laughs> is but there Good. is totally this barrier of like, I see designers posting in these groups and asking for advice and they're like, oh, we've been writing emails back and forth for a week and the client is angry and now they're sending these text messages. And I'm like, Here's a screenshot. Oh. where was the phone call? Like when you got that email, the first response when you know, Ooh, this is going to get heated is I'm going to pick up the phone because people act, they act the fool on written communication where there's no person and it's just like being an internet troll. But when they're on the phone with you, it it does. Yeah. Like it, you need to get them to realize like you're talking to a human being. Yep. Like we need to get through what happened, acknowledge the mistake or acknowledge what got missed or get through whatever the issue is. And then focus on, it's really about focusing on the solution. And emailing and text messaging and all that that rarely gets to an immediate solution it you're going to get there by. it's like it can keep
1: escalating you're going to get get to that
3: either right so you
0: might like how mad are they
1: with
3: you right
0: (laughs) (laughs) or (laughs) or they're not for
3: no reason right or they're not
0: and they're just a very matter-of-fact writer when they put things in email because that's like their corporate way of work. And so when Siri did it, life, like yeah right like, voice dictation,
1: some punctuation, we didn't even know about.
0: And uh-huh. that's where I think I, there's just so much gets solved. And I find like, I tell the, the angle I use with clients, why I prefer phone calls over anything else is I can solve a problem much faster in person with you or on the phone with you. Heck and you're yeah. paying me, I'm hourly. So you're paying me to solve your problem by writing right. you a 20 minute email. Like I could solve it in five on the phone with you or right. your contractor. So oh, that's, well. that's more valuable to you is now we have that extra money to spend on lighting fixtures or plumbing fixtures or whatever, totally.
3: like whatever your heart just, desires.
0: Just let's talk on the phone or Hold your thoughts. Write me a list. I'm gonna be there on Thursday. Right. We're gonna get through that whole list. I promise you, I won't leave until we answer all those questions. Right. But it really is setting that tone of we can solve this, but we can't do it back and forth through email, or we can't do it through text messaging.
1: Stop texting me.
0: Just so stop I'm texting just, me. Yeah. Like I'm just. Gonna I don't. That's you. that's a hard boundary for me. I I like just recently even put it into. I'm using a new proposal application. It's mm. in the proposal. Like, I acknowledge this is not okay. Like, I don't use yeah. do text. It's- well, I
3: don't, I think that, <laughs> I mean, I know it's, it's even clear. Like, the only time yeah. I really use text with clients is if, like, it's shoot day and, like, something's arriving yes, on yes. shoot day or Keep we're, like, literally out. on location and, like, there's components. But other than that, yes. like, I don't try to give up my phone number.
0: Right. Be- It's not fun. Like, if you're really on your way to, like, hey, I'm in traffic. I ran 10 minutes behind. I will be there. Because the email, it's like, well, they're there getting ready. right? Are they looking at their email notifications? Yeah, urgency makes sense. But for most of it's put it in a list. If it helps you to write the email and send it to me just so you document your process, great, but I'm not going to reply with another four-page long email. Right. Like, we're going right. to get on a call or meet together. Totally. Solve problems, get past the objection, get past the rejection, the no, whatever it was, and like be on the same page together. So I love mm-hmm. that.
1: Well, <laughs> I think it's that time of the show where we get to <laughs> our burning questions. Okay. I really wanted some kind Thank of you. special fire fire the, alarm,
0: like a fire. sound effect woo! sounds kind of funny and like
1: <laughs> I tried it. It sounded really scary, and I want yeah, I really yeah. wanted to just be like a hot firefighter of some sort, but it didn't translate. But you need
0: an either. audio translation of that, which doesn't right. like no. yeah. So I don't know. I'm, th- I'm
3: gonna cross my fingers for y'all.
0: Yeah, This segment is five questions that we want like to ask each of our guests in kind of a quick fire style, um, just as a fun cool. way to get into your brain, get to know you a little bit better.
3: Okay. So I'm going to remind you, quick fire style, because I feel like how we are, we're going to talk about these. And if we want to talk about- It's a whole other them,
0: episode.
3: Right. Like we're going to talk about them. <laughs> like, wait, we'll just, that'll be bonus material. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. That's so- for myself too. Sorry. okay Okay, here we
2: go
1: number one in one sentence how has your business changed as a result of COVID-19
3: hmm I'm gonna say COVID made me stop fucking around and step into my greatness because people need me
1: yay I love it I
3: I see that for you and I feel it you're you're really doing it Thank
0: you. You're not retreating away from time. it. Yes.
3: <laughs> I'm like walking. I'm all in. Like yes. I'm just free falling right now. And it's great. So thanks, thank you, COVID. Ooh, I <laughs> that, but, ooh, yeah. 2020 has got to give us something good. <clears throat> something. Okay. Yeah. That's my sentence. Num-
0: number two, yeah. what have you done for professional development recently that you would recommend to our listeners?
3: leave your motherfucking house and go work <laughs> somewhere okay so, <laughs> so yes. i did tr- true to rebecca tradition but i've been trying to do this like since i moved from dallas or to dallas i wanted to do a staycation slash workcation and it's just because like my cup's just a little empty and i just i'm such an environmental person yeah um, like, i just from talking to people and the sights and the sounds and going to a hotel room for two days and actually booking a session with a coach for three hours to Ooh. go through the ins and outs of my business. Like, am I on track? Here's what I want to do. Who do you know that's like this? Like going through that. Awesome. Like I came home, I was feeling refreshed and now I've got a whole like list of things to do. So
1: that's it's so smart. nice having like no distractions, no dog, no kid, no partner, no house,
0: no lunch, nothing I mean, to it's, clean. Like
3: and I'm gonna tell you, everybody can pitch a hotel right now if you have online uh, presence. I know here I am with, with uh, I'm my own see? problem.
0: I'm, I know, with I the know the design
3: angle on it. You wanna talk about the you know architect whatever, but talk about also breaking down the experience because it's COVID dates and you shouldn't yeah. be yeah. scared. So right. And, and I think that's a big pitch for it.
0: Yeah. You can still right. do it safely. You can stay isolated, find a place with good room service. Like
3: Yeah, totally. Done. That's what I did. And um, yeah. Smart. So if you want to talk about that, uh, we can get on a strategy session and get on the phone <laughs> and talk about yes. it. Yes. No, we absolutely. do absolutely.
1: Okay. So number three. What is one design element you've been drawn to lately? whether it's a material, an object, a finish. I know you say you're not home, but you've got some style, so you know what you like.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's kind of a tie because I've never really left, like, metallics. Like, I love brass and I love mixing metals. Like, that's, I've just been the gold lady since, mm-hmm. like, 2008. My best friend Katie <laughs> always talks about me in my black and gold. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, metallics from, like, Home design all over, but um, you've got me on this arch kick mm. uh, for finding or or just some interesting use of paint versus painting an entire wall. So whether that's yeah. like a, kind of doing some color blocking or an arch, like I really like having some fun with color without it taking over an entire space. So that yeah. might be happening soon. Yeah.
1: I think the arch, like, just, we all need a little, like, soft edge right now. Totally. It's like a hug. Arches are like hugs.
0: There's something classical about it that you're, it also, but it feels, like, clean the way we're doing it now. It's not, like, you know, in a church or a cathedral type of arch or anything. But it just feels like it's freshening up maybe some of, like, the basic architecture that a lot of homes are just programmed with. So Mm -hmm. now yours is more special because you did that one thing and it just. Right. It feels cool.
3: It feels cool. Warms up, right. gives it life.
0: Absolutely. So you need a
1: golden arch. Oh,
0: wait. <laughs> a metallic finish
1: <laughs> arch. The closet. Remember I've been trying to figure out what to do with the closet. It's not McDonald's, okay. but yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Golden arches. Oh <laughs> my I didn't god. even hear that when we were yes. But it's yes. gonna
3: look so badass. We can make it like but... golden rod, maybe not super shiny. Yeah. yeah, okay.
0: yeah.
3: Talk about that later. I like oh it. Oh my god, I'm
0: so excited. I like it. Um Question number four is a fun one. If you could live in the set of any TV show or movie, what would it be?
3: Okay, so this was really hard because, like, I can't narrow down things like this. Like, this is hard. You know, uh, for practical reasons and just with, like, the COVID brain, I'd say Dead uh-huh. to Me, Christina Applegate's oh, house yeah. is pretty freaking Oh, up. yeah. I mean, I might change some things inside. Like the dead body. Yeah. The layout's fantastic. <laughs> I love the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I love the kitchen. Um, perfect for entertaining and creating content. Um, yeah. Being able to have like the she shed and that, yeah, that pool little guest right house. Now, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Kind of awesome. Kind of need that. Um,
0: All self-contained, but like everything you need is there.
3: Right. Yeah. It's like totally.
1: spacious,
0: but cozy. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good set.
1: What is one non-living object, so not rudy you would save from your home in a fire
3: um there is a box and i know don't do not tell me i need to scan them but there is a box of photo albums from my grandmother's house that used to be mm. part of my favorite pastime when i was oh. little was opening them and going through them and asking her who these people were because they're all old photos so
2: yeah.
3: i i would take that box i would leave everything else and take the box i'm being mm-hmm. Except for CJ and Rudy, of course, but you know. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I say my laptop too? Out. my business. This is my business. Yeah. I can't make money to replace the things if I don't have my laptop. So that too. Okay.
1: You could stack the box on top of the laptop. There we go. And then just run. <laughs> make a
3: run for it. <laughs> and run. Yep, there we go.
0: Totally.
1: That's great. Yeah, I've seen some of those old photos of your family and like they all have like cool style too and Very like cool style. You yeah. know what's spe-
3: is over the years I've kind of shed some furniture from my grandmother and you know now I'm like crap why didn't I save some of that stuff but there are some pieces that I've saved namely art yeah the
1: art is really great a
3: picture from like 1962 and like seeing the same photos that are on my wall on her Mm -hmm. wall like with my mom like as a little girl in there you know so that's fun
0: that's Um, a good connection
3: yeah yeah
0: that's great yeah I love it
1: Oh, I love it. Now I feel like I need to get my coach call booked because
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's time for me to level up.
3: Yeah, do it. Do it, do
0: and it, you're, do it. How long is enrollment open for Level Up with cachet?
3: So it's open through September um, and I'm recruiting for the next round too. I might, if there's enough demand, I'll have two groups. Okay. So, um, you know, I do kind of pre-select i mean everyone can sign up but we may have to hop on a call to just make sure okay. you are ready kind of like this we might need to find a different solution for you depending on where you're at in your business and what your goals right. are so Very again smart. i really want to make it personal and i do tailor the pr- the uh sessions to the participants so okay oh, cool. hey, i don't want you coming to me and it's you're just sitting there like why am i in this class
0: right I mean, like am i getting everything out of this right, that's exactly. your job is to make sure that they're going to get what they're supposed to do out of it. Exactly. They're gonna grow and learn from it.
3: Totally. Um,
0: where so, should listeners find you?
3: Yeah, thecachelife dot com and that is K-A-C-H-E-T. Cache. Um, and they can so follow
0: you on Instagram too.
3: At the Life as well. So yeah, level up, strategy session, DM Wine over video chat, whatever. I'm <laughs> down to here for all of it and meet you. If you're here for all of it. Then I'm here for you. <laughs> yes.
0: I love for it. All of it. I, I think what's so awesome about it is that you've got this like tenacity about what you're doing with your business. And I think it's infectious to other business owners who are also trying to keep that level of tenacity and ambition in their business right now and so the fact that you're still trying to learn grow and adapt you're not stagnating and i think well, that's important not to gonna see. break
1: us either like no you're not
0: gonna, that's you know? that's what people need and if they're looking if they're thinking about i want to work with someone who has that same level of conviction as what i'm bringing to my business you don't want someone who's like i've done this for 20 years and it's the same process right. like right. no it it has to keep changing and adapting because that's what we're having to do right now. And I think that's, that's so key to feeling like someone you're going to for support actually like gets you along the way.
3: And gets it like. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You have to, you have to keep growing. You have to keep growing. Absolutely. It's a little
0: uncomfortable,
3: but luckily you've got some friends and support (laughs) along the way to make it a little bit less uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> i love it yeah thank you
0: thank, thank you. you so much Cache. like no, this thank has you. been fantastic
3: i want to do part two one day we have to figure Ooh. out a special topic not to like pitch myself on live right well now. hey you're walking or. the walk pitch it
0: <laughs> yeah you know where to find us we're here we should we're take here.
3: like questions one day or something oh, be fine. Go live or do something we'll figure it out oh, people tell I us what it. you want live.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes. They all know how to get at us in the in the reviews in the show notes on Instagram. Yes. We're in our DMs all the time. And and they can email us too. So they know how to find questions they'd like to hear. Questions for Cachet.
3: And we'll have <laughs> oh, I links. Love it. Thank you. Oh, we'll have links in the show notes
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll put links to your the to the show notes. And then we'll also put you talked about um some of the, the emails that were some of your like free guidance and tips, we'll add Mm -hmm. those in too. And I think that'll be really cool for people to get the preview of what to expect. So
3: totally. Yeah. Thank you for your
0: generosity with that. I think it's just, you you give, you give out what you're expecting to get in return from the people you want to work with, from the universe, from our hot young designer listeners. So thanks.
3: No, I appreciate you. Thank you. This Thanks, fairy awesome. blog mother. It was so Here's good to here. see you. I know. I miss you so much. Here's I'm going to cry real big when I can finally hug you. So I get know. ready.
0: <laughs> I'm saying. Ready.
3: And then we'll hug too, Sean, because we're going to meet one day. And have It's going to happen.
0: We're already yeah. trying to figure out how we're making these connections in We're coming to Dallas everybody. Market.
1: We're going to come in. Please, please. I was thinking
0: like a market. market would be an easy way to get in front of a lot of people because we can like, in advance tell people that if they're going to be near Mm -hmm. that area to get to it. And I know it's still tough right now, but it is like build it out on the horizon.
1: Yes. It's already 2021. Let's just It is. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Thanks lady. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining this meeting of the hot young designers club podcast.
0: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today.
1: We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club.
0: You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum.
1: And you can find Sean at Rensted Interiors. That's
2: W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D.